Welcome to Cash Call. Listen live as expert sales trainers give actionable feedback on real calls while you learn coaching tips directly from the professionals. Cash Call, everybody. We're live on Facebook now. Uh, Dale Arstik and Brian Curtis back again for another week. And we got people coming into the Zoom. Man, it's it's the summertime. My webinars have been a little bit slow. You know, I feel like we're in the we're in the vacation spot of summer, and people are kind of coasting. What do you think, Brian? Same thing. I mean, Dad, you you and I both coach you know individuals and teams and groups and different things. And it's uh, I think that I had a thing last Thursday that about twenty people were coming to, and I think seven showed up last week. And and I would say that's a reflection on you know normally I would say oh what am I doing wrong? But it, it wasn't me. So because it just people are off doing their thing. They're out you know at the lake and on vacation and that too. Yeah. Nicole, Nicole Chambers says, coasting, I'm grinding every day and it's still slow. Hey, Nicole, you're doing the right thing. You're doing great. And here's what's going to happen. You are going to have an unbelievable amount of business that will, will happen for you in the fall. Right now, you are, you're storing up nuts in the tree uh, for when winter comes, right? Uh, when, when uh, that's a bad, that's the wrong analogy. Uh, <laughs> all the nurtures that you're doing now, right, are going to pay off when people come back and start doing stuff is what I meant. Right. And, and here's the thing. I don't, Nicole, I don't know how long you've been in the industry, but those of you who have been in the industry for four years or less, this is typical. And, and yeah, years. thank you for years now. So unfortunately, Nicole, you got trained in a whole bunch of stuff that doesn't exist. I mean, really. And I mean that in a positive way. So here's the thing I want people to really think about today's world in real estate is about nurturing it's about building pipelines and yeah do we want right now business of course but there's not nearly as much right now business that doesn't mean that you can't have the best year of your life it just means that you have to nurture stuff all along the way and and build it up that way and here's the thing i'm gonna hopefully spread some positive joy here it's actually a much better way to do business than run around like a chicken with your head cut off because it's consistent. And over time, you just build and build and build and build. And it, I don't know about you, Dale, but I prefer that versus just, hey, I'm going to get up, grind, hope I get appointment, go on the appointment, wash, rinse, repeat all the time. I, nurture, build a pipeline, take the right now business, but build a pipeline. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, you know, the call that I have today is uh, a person who is doing the work, she's making the conversation, having the conversations, but this is a total mismatch. Now, she did a good mm -hmm. job. She turned a conversation to a five minute, 36 second conversation, but we're going to listen to it. And I want the audience to listen at the mismatch between where this lead is, how the lead shows up, how the lead's talking, what the urgency is of the lead versus how the salesperson shows up and what the urgency of the salesperson is. And okay. we'll hear that. Nice. Uh, so let, let me, why don't I go ahead and share my screen and we'll do that. And then we'll, we'll make time for you for your call today. Shit that though. Since I, since I, I tend to take over the time. All right. So I'm going to hit play here. P, and I'm actually giving you a call because you were browsing properties on our website. And I was wondering if you were looking to make a move soon or just window shopping. Just window shopping. All right. So she did good. She did the script. Intro right? script. Window shopping. The woman said window shopping. Now just keep listening. And I'm going to let it play for a little bit longer because I want the audience to listen for a, a disconnect between the leads urgency and the way that she talks and the way that the agent talks and her urgency. 
Okay. Do you currently live in the St. Pete, Tampa Bay area, or are you thinking of relocating no, somewhere Virginia. else? West Virginia. Oh, West Virginia. So what's got yeah. you looking at properties in Florida? Uh-huh. We're thinking about relocating. I don't know. Not know soon. Just I was just looking. Thinking of ro- re- relocating not so soon, just getting started, right? So she's reiterating that stuff. Now, up until this point, I think the agent has done a good job. I think that she did need to slow down when she first heard the woman, how she spoke. And then especially when she said she was from West Virginia and she's still speaking in a slower manner than what the agent is speaking. I think the agent needed to slow down a little bit, but her questions are good. So I will say... I'm going to I'm going to say what you're saying, but I'm saying it's critical. So she's speaking at almost double the speed of the lead. This isn't a minor. I'm talking a little bit faster than you. She's speaking at close to double the speed of the lead and her energy is blowing this lead away. Yeah, it's 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 out of control. And what I'm what I don't know, this agent, I don't know. But what I'm saying is this agent knows how to do a thing. And they're they're it's like it's like they're reading off a script, except they're not reading off the script. Their script is this is how I act, and this is and that's how they do it every single time. Guys, we have to have some sensory acuity to realize what's going on at the other end of the phone. Again, yeah. I don't think she said anything wrong, but she's doing good. Like the word, yeah, the word choice, the question, like she's on point, right? Absolutely. But the presentation is off. Well, and so I, I'm going to start, and you already played this, and I'm not asking you to play it again, but her intro script was, hey, this is so-and-so with such-and-such. I, I see that you made an inquiry on our website, and I just want to know, are you looking to make a move soon, or are you just window shopping? That was about the speed she said that. I was like, okay, at least she said that script 10,000 times because she knows that script cold. She knows it. She does, and I appreciate that. Slow it down, for the love of God. Don't blow people off the phone. Yeah, yep. Uh, now let's keep listening and, and it doesn't get better. Okay. In terms of that mismatch doesn't get better. And I want the audience to be listening to it. Okay. Well, um, well, how soon do you think that you'll be making the move down to Florida? And is there anything in particular that's bringing you here? Now she literally listened to what the woman said before she asked about when again. I don't know. Not know soon. Just, I was just looking. Okay. Well, um, well, how soon do you think that you'll be making the move down to Florida? And is there anything in particular that's bringing you here? So instead, I think that she she didn't know what to do and she was hammering on time frame again. Wrong thing to do, especially with this lead that's talking slower than her and says not now, not ready. It, and then she corrected it with, you know, what ha- what's bringing you down to Florida, right? Which if she, if, if this was a training scenario and we were training her, we would say, hey, you, your secondary instinct was the best one, which is like, step back, have a casual conversation. Hey, what got you guys interested in South Florida from, from West Virginia, right? Slow down, just have like a, you know, a, a, a buddy conversation with her. Great. 100%. And I also want to point out, Dale pointed this out. I'm going to point it out in a different way. And maybe it was because she was trying to recover. Don't ask two questions at the same time. Uh, she was recovering, I think. Okay. But I've seen people do that though, right? Where they ask two questions at the same time, 
Yeah. And, and it, all that, it does two things. First of all, you normally get an answer to one of those two questions, or it confuses the hell out of the lead. What, what, what are they, what, what huh? Which so, one do I answer? Right. So the last thing you want to do, and this is something that people don't think about a lot, is make the lead feel uncomfortable. The only time you want the lead to feel uncomfortable is if you're going to close. <laughs> so outside of that, you want that lead to just be chilling out. So don't ask them seven questions simultaneously. I'm exaggerating, but yeah. I've seen it. I've seen agents do that. So you guys looking to move here and here, and when are you looking? And I'm like, holy crap, I don't even remember what they asked. Yeah. So. Now I think so far, this is the second time that she's asked time frame. So let's, let's, yeah, let's keep listening. No, just to get, I'm retired and my husband's going to be retired pretty soon. Well, that's exciting. Yeah. <laughs> Say goodbye to work life and get ready to enjoy your leisurely life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. So, okay. So how soon is your uh, how soon is your husband looking to retire? Okay. Not I for about another decent. year. No, that's good. Okay. Is that when you're thinking about doing something, or are you planning on that's maybe as four. it gets closer, start to get a little bit more serious about looking? Just, I I'm just looking. So here's my advice is I would, you can hear how she just keeps hammering on when, when are you going to do it? When's that going to happen? When are you going to do that? Now, it's good. You need to know that stuff. And that's good functional information to prepare your, to, to be in your sale and be preparing your ability to close or to move the sale forward. But my advice is here in this particular situation, again, slow down, right? Uh, which is, Hey, what, what's your husband do for a living? What's he retiring from? That yeah. was my exact thought of the question she did should I, ask. I stole it from you. Yeah, That's okay. That's exactly what I did is what you call. Yeah. And here's the other thing. She missed another opportunity because here's what she's doing. This is one of those calls I refer to as the Spanish Inquisition. Like I need some information from you and you're goddamn going to give it to me. Yeah. <laughs> How about this? Oh, you retired. That's really awesome. How long you been retired? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, I retired yesterday, a week ago. That's freaking amazing. So it sounds like maybe you haven't quite settled into retirement yet. I've been retired for two years. Are you enjoying retire? Oh, I love being retired. It's so much better. All of a sudden, we're not talking about real estate anymore. And then I can come back and ask those other questions that they don't want to answer. And they're like, I don't know. I like this lady. I'll share with her whatever. Build some freaking rapport. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, absolutely. No, no, no. It, it, that makes a lot of sense. And um, so I'll let it go from here. Basically, she's going to set it up, send her some listings. Uh, they really like that particular area in Florida that they're looking in. And I want to save some time for, for Brian. Um, but really, the you know, the, uh, uh, you know, the consistent theme. It's so funny, you know, Brian, when people are like, oh, hey, can you play a good call? Listen, that call, with the exception of maybe one question where it was placed, this salesperson knows what questions to ask. She knows what information she needs. She sounds really pleasant. She's nailed her intro. She's able to keep the conversation going really well. Uh, and then, you know, of course, Brian and I point out, even though she has those great skills and asks those great questions in a great order for the most part, there is a part that can, would mystify her as to, what ruined a conversation for her, right? Because she didn't know that big mismatch that was going on. So that's why we're doing this on this 
uh, podcast is to talk about these kind of things that can be going on that you don't even know is happening, even though you sound like a great salesperson and you have your intros, you have your questions, you know what to get through, you know how to formulate great questions. There's still more to it, right? Stylistically, are you matching with this person or are you not? Yeah, so I'm going to answer this question. Bobby asked, is that what you call matching and pacing? Not exactly. Um, so I'm just going to, I'm going to nerd out with the wording. So uh -huh. the, the terms are mirroring and matching, which basically, by the way, mirroring and matching are the same. Dale, hold up your left hand. Mm. Just hold it up. Okay. I so figure out which just, one that was. Yeah, just keep hold it up for a second. Okay. In this moment, I'm mirroring him. In this moment, I'm matching him. It matters zero to the person, to your subconscious, whether you mirror match. So for the so, pod, audio podcast, Brian just lit, raised up his same hand and then the opposite hand. Right. So it doesn't it doesn't matter. So let's talk. We're talking about phone calls. So let's talk about what you mirror and match on a phone call. You mirror and match on a phone call volume, pace. Dale and I really hit pace there. If you want to get really, if you really wanted to get into it, I probably would have talked a little bit more like this with this woman because she had a kind of a gravelly, I smoke 17,000 packs of cigarettes voice. I'm not saying that she did, but that was kind of what Wait a that minute. was. Is this because you're from Arkansas and you're bagging on the West Virginia people? Is that what's going on here? I think that's really where the motivation lies, Brian. Yeah. No, I live in Colorado now, so I don't care. Okay. Um, <laughs> you forsaken Arkansas. It's all right. All my our, all my Arkansas friends, I've not forsaken you. I've just made a different <laughs> choice. Um, but anyway, here's my here's my point. So that's mirroring and matching, pacing and leading. Pacing is doing what the other person's doing. So when the other person talks quickly, you you could also be considered matching. And then leading is. For example, I can change my, I can match their pace. Let's say that she's a talk, slow talker. I can match her pace and match her pace and match her pace. And then for fun, I might pick mine up and see if she comes with me. If she also picks up her pace, we're in rapport. Yep. That's and the same thing with anything else. Like if you're physically married matching, I can put my hand on my chin because the other person is. And then, you know, now we're the same. Now I'm going to put my touch my ear because they did it. And now maybe I'm going to do something else and see if they come with me. That's mirroring and matching. So hope that uh, hope that all makes sense. Um, yeah. And then Connie Martin says, have you thought about what would you like to change about the home that you're currently living in? Great question. I just wanted to point out that that was a great question. It's a, a current tense question. Dale and I talk about that all the time. Hey, do you currently rent? Do you currently own? Oh, I currently rent. Great. Tell me what you like about your house or you're currently owned. Great. Tell me what you like about your house. Tell me what you don't like about your house. Those are perfect questions as well. And again, this lady didn't ask bad questions. She asked great questions, actually. That's great question. It good. was on script. Yeah, she had good instincts for how to formulate those questions, too. Yeah. So anyway, all right. So Dale, I'm going to play a call also. I'm not going to do a bunch of pre-frame on this. Basically, it's one of those calls that has plenty of opportunity for learning and at the same time, it's going to sound pretty good. So hopefully I'll get this. We love those kind. Yeah. All right. Here we go. I have no sound yet. Well, that makes it harder to hear, Dale. <laughs> you know what they don't zoom is not designed well for podcasting listening to recordings of calls it's not so give me a thumbs up if you can hear this can i help you this morning hi yeah i was looking into a property that was listed on zillow 
Yeah, is it the one ten fourteen Olive Street? Yes, it is. Yeah, how can I help you? Yeah, I was just looking. We're um, searching around, looking for a little place, and we were just very interested in that place and wanted to see um, the availability and everything. Yeah, um, I could show you for a while. Pause it. Pause it. She wants to go see the house. <laughs> Yeah. It, I'm laughing because what we teach is set the appointment to go see the house, right? Book the appointment to go see the house. Yeah, great. When would you like to go see it? Uh, because most of the time people want to see it. And if it's not that they want to see it, they want to ask you questions that you can't answer about the damn thing anyway. Right. It's not your listing most of the time. It's not right? your listing. Mm -hmm. Okay. Right. And yeah, you don't yeah. want to tell them that. Right. So I 100% agree with what you're saying there, Dale. Like, Step one of a Zillow call, a realtor.com call, a sign call. We'll just call them high intent calls. Okay. Great. When would you like to see it? I got time available on Tuesday or Wednesday. Which day works better for you? Right. Yes. Uh, I'm going to get that tattooed on my face or something. Book the appointment. Book the appointment. Okay. We'll play a little bit more. Okay. Yeah. I could give, I could show you guys tomorrow when would be a good time. Okay, um, we're not up in Arkansas currently. We're oh, actually okay. in Texas right now. Is there any way to do virtual for now? Yeah, yeah, we make absolutely. It sure. Sure, well, okay. I can do that. Yeah, um, I can definitely. <clears throat> when are you guys moving to the area? Um, we're moving early August, so in a few weeks from now. Okay. Okay. Plan. Okay. Yeah, so the only thing with these tiny homes, I want everyone to listen to what is about to happen. This is a, I don't know if it's what technically qualifies as a tiny home, by the way. I don't know if there's like a square footage minimum. And honestly, this is the first time I've heard this. I don't even know if this is accurate information. I don't know if there's different lending rules for tiny houses. Do you, Dale? Because I don't know. Uh, I've never sold a tiny house. If your house is not attached to the ground, uh, there's different lending requirements that's a whole different animal right because that is personal property not real property in most yeah states. but my understanding is if your house is attached to the ground and they're selling you the ground and the house that qualifies okay so i'm just going to assume that the and, information wait, you, have a, you have a mortgage company you would know I own a mortgage company. That doesn't mean I know the answer to that question. Oh, right. I already told you I didn't know. So, <laughs> well, okay. Then. So, everybody, it's just because you own a mortgage company doesn't know you know the answer to either. Well, you just don't know the answer to every question. I've literally never sold a tiny house. I've never had anyone inquire about a tiny house. I don't. Uh, I guess the mm -hmm. here's the qualification I need to know: Is this tiny house? sitting on the land it's going to be sold with or is it like on wheels and on a trailer or something i looked it up it was hard to tell oh, so okay. but let's just assume that there is a different rule for a tiny house let's just assume that for the sake of our conversation but i want to listen to what this agent says and then i'm going to tell what i'm going to tell everybody why i think it's a bad idea okay is it's a little bit different than like a residential loan so it's kind mm -hmm. of like I believe they're like a, it's almost like a car loan because these places are they handle it kind of like they do a new car. What I mean is right. the loan is different. You have to put more down. It's just a different process. Um, I don't know if any of this is true, and I don't care. 
<laughs> who cares? Mm. Like, uh, here's what I have. I have somebody that wants a house in an area I sell houses in. Uh, let's not, you know, we don't need to take them in the back and show them how the sausage gets made before we've agreed to, to before it, I know who they are. Now, granted, so this doesn't apply 100%. So this person already told them they could not physically look at this house because they're not here. However, she's talking this person out of viewing this house who she's never met. So I want you guys to think about this. Every real estate agent I've ever met, I'll find the exception some days, told me they're better in person. What she's doing, it doesn't end up happening, is she's talking her out of seeing this house, which means that hypothetically, she may be talking her out of an in-person appointment. Yeah, exactly. Just go freaking meet the person and find out if they even like the house. There's about a 90%. I mean, how many times, Dale, you, I know you didn't be a real estate agent for 100 years or anything, but I can tell you me... I want to say the first house I showed somebody less than 1% of the time is at the house they bought. Very, I, mean, I could count on one hand the number of what, you know, hole in one showings that, that they bought that house. Right. So why do I need to tell her about this house and talk her out of going to see it? I'm not going to sell her this house anyway. I'm going to sell her a different one. I mean, again, there's about a 1% chance that she'll buy this house, but that's it. So we don't have to tell them everything. We don't have, and what we definitely don't have to do is convince them to not go look at a property. Right. Yeah. You know what? I, I so in my experience, uh, I experienced this a lot when, um, especially during like the foreclosure boom uh, after two thousand and eight, mm -hmm. when that or um, investment properties. You know, especially in Philly, there's like a lot of areas with um decrepit homes and places that need to be torn down or redone mm -hmm. and so you you know i i have a lot of experience where you know people call in because they see either hey there's a foreclosure list or they see properties that are unabnormally low priced and just the best instead of doing what this agent did find out these people's budget how much do they want to spend what can they afford what are they looking to do you know and it could be that they see this little house that looks really cheap uh, relative to, you know, regular residential real estate. And that might be what's attracting them. So if you're an agent, you might. Have, yeah, you already have that experience. Like I've done what this agent is doing right now. Oh, hey, you don't want to see those foreclosure homes. They don't really exist or which is true uh, in some cases or, you know, oh, that's a shell property. It needs to tear down the images you're looking at are the architect's rendering of what you could do there. And it's basically a, a piece of ground. I've done all of that stuff. And all you do is crap on the opportunity that you have of somebody who wants to buy or sell something. Yeah. Like for my foreclosure script looked like this. So Dale, I appreciate that you're calling about foreclosures. Let me ask you this. Are you looking to buy a foreclosure specifically a bank owned property? Or are you just looking for a deal? 99% of the time they would just say, I'm looking for a deal. Great. Now I don't have to talk about foreclosures anymore. I can talk about every other house that's on the market. Yep. So, because no one, no one gives a rip who owns the house that they're buying. No. I mean, there's going to be somebody because, you know, there's an exception to every rule, but I don't care. The house is the house that I want. It meets my needs and it's a good deal. Great. I'll buy that house. Yeah, I don't exactly. go, I don't go, you know what? I, I don't want to buy that. That Dale owns that house. I don't want to buy that. No one's going <laughs> to say that. <laughs> right. So, all right. We'll uh, play a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. Let's hear it. Did you want to try to do, did you want to do FaceTime tomorrow or actually I can take a video? Yeah, 
Yeah, we could do that because I am working. Okay, so I would not offer to take a video. Get on FaceTime gives you a better opportunity to get in front of that person. She, if I absolutely have to, I'll do a video. But I would look much rather be on FaceTime with them, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So here's here's what people do. They want the yes so bad that they give an alternative that really isn't beneficial. So they're like, yeah, I just want to make sure I get, you know, but you send me a video, I don't care. We we spend some time FaceTiming, talking about it. We're getting to know each other. I know what you like. That's better. Yeah. If someone says, would you send me a video? I'm going to say yes, but I'm not going to default there. No, we're not going to offer that. We want to we want to interact. Yes. I'm eight to five, so okay, um, it has to be like during lunch or something to do any like FaceTime type thing, but a okay. video would be really good. Okay. Yeah. Why don't we plan on that? Um, so you guys will move here in a few weeks. Are you, are you just looking at the Rogers area? Or are you open to all of Northwest Arkansas or? Yeah, it's really the that area, like the Fayetteville area. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, well, I will. I will text you all my info, and I'll see what availabilities tomorrow, and we'll get in there and do a virtual tour. That's basically done. So, yeah. So this salesperson's too focused on selling something. Yeah, we missed so many opportunities here. So. Again, what about this tiny house is appealing to you? Great. There's a great question. What's bringing what, you to Arkansas? What's bringing you to Arkansas? How hey, long have you lived in Texas? <laughs> you're you're, you're going to be here in two weeks. Do you have a plan for where you're going to live? Because you're not buying a house. I mean, she hasn't even seen the house. She ain't buying this house and moving into it by, in two weeks. You know, because why do I why do I ask that question? As much as I don't want to do this, I would. Yeah. Oh. I've got a short-term rental that I can get you into. Offer some freaking value yep. versus just, oh, you want to see this house? I'll take a video of it. I'll send it to you. And I really hope that you buy a house. And, and again, this is like a hundred thousand dollar listing, by the way, because it was, it's a tiny house. It's a one bedroom home. Um, so I, it, I like, it like going, a real, it's a, it's a, is it real residential real estate that's going to the best I can tell, I know that's not a really good answer, but Wait, what's um, that called in a title? What's the term for that? It's real property, right? So whereas yeah. yeah. It's like that versus a mobile home. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it was funny. Somebody used to tell I since I lived in since I sold in, in Arkansas, somebody made a joke that completely went over my head. They kept telling me, Oh yeah, Brian sells wheel estate. I'm like, what the hell does that mean? They were <laughs> saying the wheels on the trailers, the mobile homes. Yeah. Yes. And I'm like, okay, but uh, no, I'll show you that. I'll, I'll put it up so everyone can see it. Cause it's kind of an interesting yeah, thing. Let's... I'll show, I'll show you the list. I have to go find it. Cause it take me a second, but uh, I'll get there. But while you're doing that, dude, Please. I, I really need to put together some of the principles that I teach because that would help inform this, this agent. Um, so, you know, we've talked about this before. Nobody will ever call you back. Nobody will ever answer their phone again. Whatever you get now is all you're ever getting from them. That's like one that helps drive people to get a better discovery and get all the info out, right? And plan a better next step with them. Two is um, you, I, I tell agents that they are partnering with this lead. So if the lead, you, you're buying, basically you're making the same decision that they are. And you have to decide, is this a good decision or is it not for us to do? 
And then the other, which helps inform the questions that you ask, because you ask much better questions if, if you're putting your money out or you're waiting or you're making this decision, right, with them instead of being transactional. And then on top of it is, um, I just lost it, what I was going to say. So partnering with them makes you ask much better questions. There was one more principle that I, I teach people, and I can't remember. I lost it. But it it drives me crazy when I hear these brief, shallow conversations that don't resolve in anything and and don't aren't aren't as powerful as they could be. Not even close. Yeah, it's funny. When I listened to both of these conversations, a couple of things that I heard, the first person I heard was just a driver. In other words, she had a plan and she was going to drive through that plan and accomplish it no matter what. And on some level, she did. I just didn't think she had the right plan. <laughs> so, but she's a driver. I mean, if you don't know that, if you don't understand what I'm talking about, it's a disc profile thing. She's she's that person who just wants to to do this. I recognize that. That's me. So I get it. You know, that's probably Dale. You're a driver. I'm I'm imagining. So, yes. the second person was just a little bit unfocused. They weren't a driver. They weren't trying to drive. They were just trying to go through the motions is kind of what that felt like but i'll show you the house now because it's interesting so here it is a whopping eighty nine thousand five hundred dollars it's a one hey. bed bath 390 square feet so here, here's some things that are interesting as i went and looked at this as, as dale was kind of talking about some of that stuff this person probably can't even live in this house look at this 55 plus yeah yeah so you know it's just an interesting dynamic that occurred. I'm glad that she didn't say, oh, this is a 55 plus community. You can't live there. Or it's a 55 plus community. She probably community. didn't see it. Otherwise, she would have done it. Right. And so, and that's really my point. That's actually a bigger point. Like, imagine if she had given her more information to talk her out of this. Hey, by the way, this is a 55 plus community. It's really an awkward question for me to ask, but can you live here? Yeah. Well, no, no, I can't. All right, thanks. Click. <laughs> right. Would Stop you... talking people out of their stuff, you know. And again, what? So what I would do once I figured out this is a fifty-five plus community, I would try and I would have done some beverage discovery, found out what their price point was, found out what their needs were, found out all that stuff, and then said, call her back and say, "Hey, Susie, <laughs> that's a good question, Deborah." Again, I wouldn't have asked it on this call because I'm kind of screwed if she says no. Um, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have asked that. Deb. Uh, ask uh, Deborah Durbin wrote in the chat. Are you looking at other fifty-five plus communities in this scenario? I wouldn't have asked that because I want it to be irrelevant to the conversation, Deborah. Right. I want to discover. I, you could do that, Deborah, later in the conversation if you do good discovery and rapport building. Uh, you could possibly do that in this call, but based on what we heard. You don't want to broach that topic. We already heard this agent give too much negative impact in terms of seeing whatever property the person inquired about. Right. Now, between you and I, should it matter that this person told this person no by saying it's a tiny house and you're going to have to put more money down and you're going to, should that matter? No. Does it matter? Yes. It, it shouldn't matter. Wait, tell because me why it shouldn't matter. Well, she's just providing information, right? Because And I'm, what I'm trying to do is get in the mindset of agents who do this. I'm just giving her information. Uh, wait, I'm just what, helping her out. What, wait, what if we do this, Brian? Let's. I, I just made me think of something, right? It's like, hey, 
the depending on how much the person wants the property versus once the agent determines how much you can tell them, right? I love that. We create yeah. a ratio or a score or whatever. Brand yeah. new lead doesn't want the damn agent whatsoever. They want the property. So you better not say no to that property. Okay. But if you get through, get discovery, get rapport, and they they want the agent a little bit more, they like the agent, they like the agent, then the agent can say no to property. But don't yeah. start out saying no to property because that's the only thing they want. Right. And and this and here's my point. Did she give legitimate information? Was it valuable information? Yes. Yes. Was it accurate information? I think. I don't know. But yes, we'll just go with yes. We'll assume that, that it was accurate information. But does that help? No. <laughs> and, and that's what I'm really trying to point out to people. Here's what I would rather have you do. No, absolutely nothing. Dale talks about this all the time. Don't look at the MLS. Don't do it. I'd rather have you know absolutely nothing. Now what you've got to do is find out about the person, not find out about the house. And you know, my analogy is if you want to be a customer service rep, that pays about $20 an hour. And there's a lot of those jobs out there. I promise you can get one of those jobs tomorrow. Stop being a customer service rep if you want to be a real estate agent. So you know, I, realized, anyway. I just realized we've been doing this podcast so long that what it costs to be that what you pay as customer service rep has gone over, uh, has gone up in the time period of time that you and I have been doing this. Yeah, we uh, used to say 10 bucks an hour, right? Yeah, <laughs> like or 12, right? And now we're up to 20. I'm like, oh, we've been doing this too long, I think. Yeah, the inflation, it's a thing. Yeah. So. All right, everybody. Well, thanks for joining us today. We'll let you go for today because, you know, I think you need to chew on everything that Uncle Brian gave you. Uh, but we'll be back again next week for Cash Call with Dale Archdeacon and Brian Curtis. Good to see you guys. Thanks, Dale. Thanks for listening to Cash Call today. If you like what you heard, come check us out at smartsalescoaching.com and we'll be back again next week.